0: designer. So, I know I am on the podcast, but today in particular, um, I am watercoloring with you guys today, but I want to talk to you about how I'm going to use these watercolors. So, I know very often I'm talking to you guys about mindset. I'm talking about, you know, being a designer, but one of the coolest things that I can do is actually show you why I sometimes like to work in the real world world versus the digital world, okay? So, I love working in the digital world. That's where I get all my main content, but there's actually tons and tons that we can get out of doing things um making real paintings real stuff that actually makes a huge difference in our artwork so one of the things i'm watercoloring today is what i call like splotches basically and um i really got into these there was like a period i want to say like six years ago where i made a lot of splotches why because i needed my own set of Artwork basically, so that I could, um, uh, clip them into my design work. And in particular, for those of you who ever purchased Minilu, so we used to have a lot of physical goods with Mini Lou. what we would do is we would um, have like especially front covers. And so they would get drawn, maybe hand drawn, and then we brought them into Illustrator, we vectorized them and got them ready. And then we needed to use, use them either in Photoshop or Illustrator to clip in watercolors to create texture under You know, one of the things that we should be doing all the time is experimenting with our process when we experiment with our process if we don't if we keep it all just flat on the computer sometimes it becomes lacking if we keep it all physical then sometimes it doesn't translate very well into digital so i really love this mix of mediums so one of the things you're going to see me doing if you're on the youtube channel if you're on the podcast you're not going to see this but you're going to hear me talk through the process is i am just going to have like dirty water here but we're just going to make a big splotch of water And then I will just bring in a color, okay, and I will, depending on the way you're trying to do it, like for me, I'm trying to get some interesting shapes from it, I will just simply mix colors until I can get this particular splotch to work the way I want it to do. And you can see me adding color to it, and you can also see that I'm not worried about the way it's going to look, because once again, what I'm looking for is the texture of this. By getting a really good texture, what I'm gonna do is then use it later in some of my design work. In fact, I have a huge folder, and those of you in Design Suite workflow guys, this is all about workflow, is I have a folder that's just textures. And all I will do is make a whole bunch of these. You'll do it not just in watercolor, but in pastels and in other places. And it's, by the way, it's pretty fun as well. And what you're going to do is hold on to them so that you can use them as texture. There's a ton of, uh, like, you know, like people will go on and they'll buy clip art for this kind of thing. I think if you're a designer, like one of the best things you can do to keep your art unique, especially if you're worried about generative AI or any of that is go out of your way to make your own textures. Now, I would love to talk about this. When I was in grad school, I was working on my master's degree, um, back then, You guys remember Flash? Adobe had something called Flash. So um, I was doing an animation series for one of my master's degrees. And uh, what I did was I laid in all of these textures, watercolor textures, uh, like parchment textures to get the look that I was trying to get. Um, and what I did was this very thing I'm showing you guys right now. And back then, a lot of people weren't using textures back then. Um, the Adobe products were brand new. Recently I had, you know, we had just taken it away from cork. Like, I mean, it was just like, it was such a crazy, crazy time, you guys. So, um... What I would tell you is that creating your own textures I think can be a really powerful way to change the look of your artwork. And by doing this exercise, which you can see is really fun, very, very easy to do. What I'm doing is I'm just making sure and creating splotches for myself that I can then scan in or take pictures of and then use this clipping mask later. Okay. So once I am done, and you can see I've kind of got the same look going on here with two different colors, all I'm going to do is let this dry. You can see it's really watery. I tend to go very watery in order to get a look that I'm, I'm you know, trying to get. Um, both of these, and so if you're, you're on the podcast, you're listening, what I've done is I have one that's like red and a little bit of brown in it, maybe even a little bit of gold, and one that's blue with a little bit of green in it. And I'm going to just let this dry. I'm going to move it out of the way and pull. In a new piece of watercolor paper. So, you guys, I this is really even though I'm showing you guys my process, like we will, I will really use this. This will go into my texture uh, folder. I will absolutely um, hold on to these, and should the right time come, I will use them um, to uh, to create artwork with, and I will put them underneath things. They will be subtle. Very often you guys will see artwork and it's like, you're like, it looks different. Why can't I achieve that look? And it's not because you can't achieve that look. It's because you don't know how to achieve that look. And this happens actually a lot, you guys, because, you know, people will say, I've got something in my head and I can't make it work on paper. A lot of times it's because what you've seen in your head is some conglomeration of um, things that um other people have used a lot of different methods to create um i like to think this as think of this as digital mixed media those of you who are mixed media artists you probably would love this but it's like we take something that would normally we would only do in the physical world like painting and gluing and mixing and creating all of these textures and then we take it And we bring it into the digital world and we use it as textures and underlying uh, layers for things. Okay, so those of you who are watching on the YouTube channel, you can see I just wet my paper. I just like put water all the way across from it. If you are better than I, you will have clean water instead of blue water, which is what I have right now. So in order, so like I showed you the first one where I just kind of splotch it onto the paper. This is just, I'm just putting water across the paper, and now I'm going to do, and I am working a lot with the same colors. Sorry, guys. Um, My actual full watercolor set is in Bear Lake (laughs) at our short-term rental. So, okay, so... I'm just gonna take some dark brown and I'm just going to play across this. And by the way, if you really wanna create for yourself a really good set, I mean, we're talking about making anywhere from 30 to 50 watercolors like this in different colors, if in different shade ranges, because when you have that many, it's like super powerful because you can flip through your own personal library of colors, textures, watercolors, and pull the thing, pull the right color that you need to make it work. It's really fantastic and cool. I probably put too much yellow on that because it was brand spanking new, but you get the idea here. Because very often what will happen is I'll not just use, um, I won't just use the um, the color you see like uh, mixed together, but sometimes I will just use a swatch of individual color. So that can be super powerful as well, okay. Um, where are we headed with this effect that I've got? Maybe this like bright yellow. We'll just go all the way there. And then maybe into the greens. Um, So anyway, I'm hoping this is giving you some good ideas. I also think it's fun to get off of our computers once in a while. Um, I am pretty well addicted, as you guys know, to my computer. Like me and the computer, we're tight. We like to be together. My laptop is my life. And um, so once in a while, in order to get my creative juices going, and I hear this all the time from my designers, like I look at this blank screen and like I can't even like think of something to do. And I'm like, what? What? Why is that? And I would say it's possibly because you're not mixing methods enough. I think there's a lot of power in mixing your methods. But furthermore, going out of your way to uh, be doing things that are creative in your life. Um, I know I said that in a, a kind of a funny way, but it's because like when we do not pursue creativity, then we do not have the ability to flex that muscle, right? So I want you flexing your creative muscle as much as possible, but the only way that happens is because we seek after it. When we just think that creativity will happen to us, then it doesn't often happen. Right? So we have to do things that are really, really creative. I'm going to tell you a couple of things I do. I love museums, love, love, love museums. So if I have an opportunity to go to one, I do. I take vacation. Now, some of you might be like, but vacation is vacation. I take vacations where I get new experiences. I take vacations that sometimes feel even a little uncomfortable. I take vacations where I get to see something I've never seen before, and um, it opens my eyes to what's possible, okay? I also do things with my kids that I think are exciting and fun. Like, I know not everybody loves theme parks, I personally love them why because someone had to create it up in their heads to build that castle the way they did or that tree the way they did and i love the fabrication of that because there's so much creativity in it okay um other things i do in my life i will go out of my way i'm actually and you guys know this a lot of different masterminds and i will go out of my way to get to know other people. I will always say hi at a conference to the person sitting next to me to find out what they're all about because you never know creatively what can come out of that. So really going out of my way to make sure that I am exploring all the creative options in my life okay those of you who are on the youtube channel with me you can see like i have this fun mix not only would i do rainbow mixes like this you guys but i actually recommend you do full page swatches of like single colors that's why i'm saying 30 to 50 colors are actually amazing i will have full swatches of like blue different shades of blue red pinks purples. And all of those things will end up in my library. They will look and feel a little different than like you can see the splotchy one. So like the way that you watercolor this on, or if you're using pastels or another medium, you know that you're going to change up your methods, right? To get these really cool things that you're going to then scan in and use as textures in your design work. This is such a fun method. It's a great way for you to explore, get out of your own comfort zone so that you can become a designer. who creates not just designs on your computer, you're not just fully digital, but you're actually working and playing from the real world physical things that you can then use and mash up with what you're working on, okay? A lot of early days, you guys know as the creative director at Cartabella, a lot of early days we would take things, especially for sticker sheets, like I love die cuts and sticker sheets, which by the way, we do teach in Um, design suite because we have lots of sticker designers but we would take all of this stuff and we would put it into the sticker sheets so that we could get just like all of these textures underneath like alphabet letters we'd get these textures underneath even things that we use for clip art like a rose or something because it changed it up it changed the dynamic it gave it a different feel and people it's amazing people have no idea how you created that they're like did you watercolor that did you make that did you draw that on the computer right it's a mixing of methods you guys and that's how it becomes really powerful you as a designer learning how to mix these methods from the physical and the digital to create something absolutely new absolutely unique and absolutely your own okay hopefully you got a lot out of today's episode i know those of you on the podcast couldn't actually see the art i would recommend you hop on over to my channel youtube top uh, youtube.com karina gardner and you can kind of see what i was working on i'm hoping some of you use some of these techniques in your life i think you're going to really enjoy it it's really fun and then take take it to the next step which is scanning it in taking pictures of it and creating for yourself a workflow so that you have a bunch of these things that you can use In your digital art and in your daily life. Hey, did you know that you can visit me at makeanddesign.com to learn more about this podcast and join my VIP group for weekly freebies? I can't wait to see you there.